That's all right. Pray. You misunderstood my pray. Message. Pray. Oh, did I misunderstand pray, it? Were you talking about pray. the thing? Yes, I was talking about at the wedding. Oh, okay, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, we can do that. Pray for mothers at the wedding. The mothers pray for the two that are about to get married. Myself and she, his mom was the one that brought it up to me. So that's I said, yeah, right. let me ask my sister. So yeah, we're going to pray for our children. Right. I got you. That sounds perfect. But you can pray us in. Roll on. Okay. Um, Lord, thank you for this time of prayer and fellowship in your word, Lord. I pray that you um, bless the teacher, Lord, that whatever message is being brought forth, Lord, that is something that pierces each and every person's heart and soul that is here on this on this uh, meeting, but also for those that would listen and hear it later, Lord. Um, I lift up um, the families that lost loved ones in the Uvalde um, mass shooting. I just heard about it today. You know, I don't have uh, a lot of access to mass, uh, to social media or news really, unless I go looking for it. So Lord, I just pray for each and every one of those family members that have lost someone, but I pray for a peace beyond understanding as they deal with the loss. And also for anyone that is not saved, Lord, that you um, would give them, afford them an opportunity for, to, for searching for some peace to where they would seek you, Lord, and um, become saved, Lord, and um, live their lives according to your word and will, Lord. But I just thank you for all that you do and represent in each and every one of our lives, Lord, and um, I pray, Lord, that what comes out of the mess is um, stronger people, stronger people of faith, and um, turning some to faith, Lord, um, to you, Lord Jesus, and I pray this in your precious name, amen. Amen. Can't hear you. Can I hear you, lady? You're muted. I said you got to pray. I said you got to pray for the butterflies. What butterflies? <laughs> <laughs> Are you because of my name meaning butterfly? You oh boy, if you don't go sit down somewhere, you know about worried about no butterflies. Okay, I'm not, we're gonna I'm talk, we're, we're gonna talk about Samuel. First, first Samuel chapter nine. Did everybody get a chance to read it? It is a lot of verses. So, first Samuel chapter nine. So you find the first eight after this. Like twenty-seven verses. We're not gonna read all of the verses, but it doesn't seem like anybody has read them. So we do need to read some of them. So, um, wow. I thought we talked let about you this. Get, I'm going to let uh, Minister Kelly gonna start us out. Ten. He's going to read 10. 10. That's what I said. Okay. Now, 1 Samuel chapter 9. Oh, I'm sorry, 9. Read 9. 9. Everybody going to read 9. 1 Samuel chapter 9, verses 1 through 9. Now, there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Tish, the son of Abel, the son of Zeror, the son of Becherah, the son of Ephir, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man and a godly, I mean, and a goodly, 
And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his from his shoulders and upward, he was higher than any of the people. And the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to Saul his son, Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise, go seek the asses. And he passed through Mount Ephraim, and passed through the land of Shalicia, but they found them not. Then they passed through the land of Shalom, and there they were not. And he passed through the land of the Benjamites, but they found them not. And when they were come out to the land of Zuphah, Saul said to his servants that was with him, come and let us return, lest my father leave carrying for the asses and take thought for us. And he said unto him, behold, now there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man, and that he said, come it surely to pass. All he said, come it surely come to pass. Now let us go thither for adventure. He can show us our way that we should go. Then says Saul to his servants, but behold, if we go, what should we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, and there is not a present to bring to the man of God what we what have we? And the servants answered Saul again and said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver that I will give to the man of God to tell us our way. Before time in Israel, when a man went to inquire of God, thus he spake, Come and let us go to the seer. For he that now called a prophet was before time called a seer. Mm -hmm. Amen. Neither one of y'all. How far you want me to go? You got to do nine. Okay. Then said Saul to his servant, Well said, come, let us go. So they went into the city where the man of God was. And as they went up the hill to the city, they found young maidens uh, going out to draw water and said unto them, is the seal here? And they answered them and said, He is. Behold, he is before you. Make haste now, for he came today to the city. For there is a sacrifice of the people today in the high place. As soon as ye be come into the city, ye shall straightway find him. Behold, he go up to the high place to eat. For the people will not eat until he come, because he do it, bless the sacrifice. And afterward, they eat that be bidden. Now, therefore, get ye up, for about this time you shall find him. That's 14. And they went up into the city. And when they were come into the city, Behold, Samuel came out against them for to go up to the high place. Now the Lord had bidden Samuel 
told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send thee a man out in the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt uh, send him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistine. For I have locked upon my people because their cry is come unto me. Uh, and when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said unto him, Behold the man whom I spake to thee of this same shall reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the seer's house is. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. okay. That's you. Yes. This is the NIV version. I am the seer. Samaru replied, go up ahead of me to the high place, for today you are to eat with me, and in the morning I will send you on your way and will tell you all that is in your heart. As for the donkeys you lost three days ago, do not worry about them. They have been found. And to whom is all the desire of Israel turned, if not to you and your whole family line? Saul answered, but am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of Israel? And is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why do you say such a thing to me? Then Samuel brought Saul and his servant into the hall and seated them at the head of those who were invited, about 30 in number. Samuel said to the cook, bring the piece of meat I gave you, the one I told you to lay aside. So the cook took up the thigh with what was on it and set it in front of Saul. Samuel said, here is what has been kept for you. Eat, because it was set aside for you for this occasion from the, from the time I said. I have invited guests, and Saul dined with Samuel that day. After they came down from the high place to the town, Samuel talked with Saul on the roof of his house. They rose about daybreak, and Samuel called to Saul on the roof, get ready, and I will send you on your way. When Saul got ready, he and Samuel went outside together. As they were going down to the edge of the town, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the servant to go on ahead of us, and the servant did so. But you stay here for a while, so that I may give you a message from God. What verse? It's the last one. Which one? Oh, the last one. It's a lot of reading. I know that was a lot of reading. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, so the title of the message title of the word that God gave me in reference to 1 Samuel, the ninth chapter is searching purposely. Searching purposely. Mm -hmm. Searching purposely. And so basically we're just going to be talking about what happened. You know, what happened, the reason why, first of all, why was Samuel out uh, why was uh, Saul out searching in the first place? And then how uh, 
we're, we're going to talk about. So let's look at the first, first verse. And I just want to point out a few things. Hey, Jason. I just want to point out a few things that um, we see in the first verse of 1 Samuel 9. So the first thing we see and we recognize is it kind of, as most Bible, scriptures in the Bible or chapters in the Bible, they start out with a lineage and trying to tell you what's actually happening or who this person belongs to or what was, where did they come from? And so we see in verse, verse one that he was of the tribe of Benjamin. It named him and his father. And then he said that he was a powerful, a mighty man of power. Then in verse two, he brings up the son. And notice the things that he attributed to the son. First of all, he said he was a choice man. He was goodly. He was taller than everybody else. In other words, he was handsome. What we consider to be, a woman would say, tall, dark, and handsome. So that was Saul. <laughs> and so then he, but he had to have some other attributes because his father trusted him to go after some of his choice cattle, some of his assets. We're going to call them assets. So he sent him to go find the assets that were gone, that were missing, that had been lost. And he took his servant with him. So we see that even though we always talk about how what some of the things that Saul did or some of the things that he did do right, we see that there had to be something inside of him that his father would send him out. And so he began his search and his journey. So when I think of searching purposely, I'm asking a question. So when you think or when you hear searching purposely, what comes to mind to you? Searching um, with a purpose, basically. It sounds like uh, you're not just randomly searching out there. You're searching for something specific. And is is whatever you're searching for, you're going to get something um out of it. I mean, something that's possibly going to show you showing your uh, purpose, I guess. I mean, that's what I think. About. Okay. Um. What, about, what about you, Jason? Um, I agree. I, I don't, I feel like, um, like sometimes like that would maybe like correlate with the job. Like when people would say they're searching for something, but like searching for a purpose is like, you want to help others and like actually mean something like in that you don't really care about how it really affects you. Okay, that's good, honey. Searching with a purpose. I agree with both of them. You have a thing to add? Okay. Brother Gary is fixing dinner. He's coming. He's, yeah, he's coming. She's asked, uh, "What when you? What do you think of when you hear searching for a purpose? Searching for a purpose, or with a purpose? With, with a purpose? With a purpose? I, 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 well, I think of trying to find somebody to accomplish what you want them to do. Uh, 
I'm searching for certain things with a purpose right now. I probably won't share, but I'm searching. Without a purpose, there's no need to search. Amen? Amen. Amen. So when we think about Saul, and he was searching, he was searching for his father's donkey. So we know that they had uh, came up missing, or they were lost. Sometimes, I believe, when we are searching for a particular thing that we have in our mind or in our hearts to do, God interrupts that search plan or the, the uh, rescue plan or the search that we are uh, on. And so we see that when Saul uh, uh, is on his journey to search for something, he finds something else. Would you guys agree with that? Amen. So then, so then he says, so he tells them to go and search. So now they have been all over God's country, several miles and miles and days. They have been gone um, looking for these donkeys. And in the process of that, they made their way. And I still believe that no matter where we go or whatever we're doing for God, God always leads us back to where he actually wanted us to be. So they may have been searching for some donkeys, but God was giving him purpose in the midst of the search. So as he gets to this particular city where he knows the prophet is, he begins to think, okay, well, since we searched everywhere and we can't find anything, and then the servant had already brought up that they were already going to be lost, in, in the, so, he start, so the father will start searching for them, he begins to remember that there was a man of God. There was a man of God that could give them direction and purpose. And so he calls on the man of God, or he goes to the city where the man of God, he begins to search now for the man of God. Have you guys ever in your life begin to start on a search or a journey that you feel like God is leading you on, but then in the midst of your journey, you get turned to another side or you've been allowed or it's like God is leading you another way? Um, life is a journey. And oftentimes we don't know what we should be pursuing, uh, what we should be seeking for. We just have an inkling. Uh, we have a sense of an idea. But in the process of uh, pursuing that sense. God, those that love God and those that are inspired by God is always on the lookout for godly things and godly purposes. Uh, what would God have me to do in this situation? The, good, the, the steps of a godly man is ordered by the Lord. So oftentimes we don't know exactly. We just have uh, we just have an inkling that that's the way that God wants us to go. I'm reminded of this preacher that uh, all that uh, every time he said that God wanted him to do something, God would give him a penny. And uh, he came down and ordained one of our bishops at uh, Free Gospel, and he was look kept looking on the ground, kept looking on the ground, and I I asked him, I said, man, what are you looking for? <laughs> Because I thought he had lost something, you know what I'm saying? I, I, let me help you look for it. 
He said, uh, I'm looking for my penny. I said, your penny? He said, yeah. I said, it's a penny over there by your foot. He said, oh, there's my penny. And then he went on to explain to me that every time that he had accomplished the will of God, God comforted his heart by giving him a penny. Didn't, it didn't make sense to me, but it made sense to him. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <All right. laughs> Amen. I, I believe God gives us signs, you know, whether it's penny or uh, confirmation in our spirit. When he, we're on the right path or direction for him, he does confirm his word in us. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to ask this question because sometimes we, we, we always kind of look at the church and we think different things, but I noticed that when they came to see the prophet, the first thing that they began to think, besides we tell us which way to go, was that we needed to bring the prophet something. Something to show our appreciation or a gift or an offering to show our appreciation for what God was getting ready to do through him. Then I also see that as they come into the city, they're coming to the city because there is a feast and Samuel has been called to this feast to, to, to talk, speak a blessing over the family and over the city. So the prophet not only came to uh, give a word, but the prophet always uh, also comes to give um, a blessing. And so he also, okay, so let me stop with that first. So a lot of times we see that when we're in church, certain things we are, we can't, we don't understand why they do things the way they do. <laughs> it's like, and some stuff, they just do it on their own. It's not actually, it's not actually in the scriptures, but there are certain things that started out with good intentions and good, uh, a good purpose but have gone astray or have been twisted somehow and so that's why we always need to come back to the word to confirm what god has told us to do so then we see that the man of god is a seer hmm. i can really go with that but i'm not going to i have a lot of time but he's a seer or a prophet he is he sees into the future. He actually sees what God shows him. Let's start with that. But he sees into the future. He sees things. And God talks to him. He is God's mouthpiece. He is God's representative. One of God's representatives in the earth. And notice that when the man of God saw Saul, before he even saw Saul, God already spoke to him. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to share, some, I'm gonna share, share something with y'all. <laughs> a lot of times, God has already spoken to you about what he wants you to do. And then the prophet comes with yeah, a confirmation. So if he's not confirming things in your life, or they're not confirming things in your life, I'm not saying that God can't give you revelation on these things, or he can't right. bring someone into your life to tell you certain things. But most of the time, God has already given you that word. And so the prophet comes to water that word or to give you confirmation about that. There's two good reasons why it's important to hear God first 
than before Excuse you hear mad. One reason is because sometimes men will try to take the credit for what God, only God can get credit for. Secondly, the second thing is to know that when God is speaking to you and God has a purpose for you, God also is the one that's going to help that plan come to pass. Now, people have good intentions and they really want to help you, but sometimes they can't help you bring it to pass because it, God is the only one that can do that. So notice that the prophet had a confirmation and not a revelation. God had already spoke to him about what he wanted him to do. He didn't know who it was. And sometimes as we see through a glass darkly, we may not see everything, but we know what God says. And God always confirms what he has said to us. Amen. Amen. So then in the middle of the conversation, that God had with the prophet, he tells them, not only do I want you to anoint the man of God, or to anoint the person I want to lead over my people so that my people can be saved so that he can reign over them. The other thing that I wanted to point out, and then I'm going to ask another question. So the other thing I wanted to point out is that it's extremely interesting to me how the prophet of God took Samuel from his place and put, took him to a high place and then set him in a place of honor. Sometimes you can't see a thing until you actually have been there. Does that make sense? Sometimes Amen. you can't imagine how the blessings of God really are until you actually are in that place. And I believe this act of him sitting him in a high place and sitting him in honor and having things that God had already set before him or put uh, aside for him, reminded him of where God was getting ready to take him. God does that for us. Sometimes God brings us. He said that, first of all, your gift will bring you before great men. Mm. He said your gift will bring you, not that you will chase it down, but it will bring you before great men. And so we need to remind, remember when God takes us to a particular spot, and even if we feel, because I'm going to give you an example. When, um, when I had, had to do the panel in, uh, in Thailand, I was so uncomfortable. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable because I had all these great, I'm thinking great women of God sitting up there and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to say? And God said, just open your mouth. I'll speak. And I was, I was comfortable after that. But sometimes when we look at a position, we think that um, it's us that did it. But God, I know for a fact that I didn't do that. God did it. And so I should have just relied on God in the process of that situation and I did eventually but I was nervous I was nervous about speaking I know y'all gonna be like what not you yes I was nervous about speaking for all them women and I, I was like oh my god what is really going on here but God said he would bring you before great men he said your room will make your gift will make room for itself amen Amen. And so my question to you, 
Has there been a situation in your life where God has taken you or he showed you something before it came to pass by giving you an by giving you a sample of what it was? I'm going to start with Vanessa. What was the question again? Has God ever taken you somewhere in your life like an advancement? And then he gives you a sample of where he's getting ready to take you. Has that ever happened to you? Sample? Ooh, I don't know. You got to think uh -huh. about it. Okay, yeah. Brother Gary, I know Brother Gary now. Yes, he, uh, he, he, he put me in a certain spot where I thought that was it. That was just a sample, like you said. Uh, is great things coming up in our life right now. It's great things going to happen for us, for you, Kelly, myself, and my baby, and whoever else riding in our direction. Uh, great things going to happen. He didn't show me that. This is just a, a sample. You know, what I'm experiencing right now is a sample. But it's big and better things finna take place. And everybody that's on board gonna get a touch of it. Amen. 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 I'm gonna give you some more time to think about it, Vanessa. So I'm gonna go to Jason. Um, I don't think I've ever had that experience or remember. <laughs> Minister Kelly? Yes. Mm. Mm. God. <laughs> he just that up. What y'all gonna do with him? What did he say? Yes. Yes. Oh. He's he terrible. Okay. Okay, Vanessa. Uh, don't man. you say yes. You better come up with something. We only got like wow. six minutes, though. You ain't got well, Okay. Up. Okay. Let me say something fast. Um glimpse of what was about to happen maybe uh, the only thing i get maybe it's two things but uh, maybe um the start of the singles ministry i didn't start it but this discussions began about it with the pastor and with some of the singles in the church and um initially i was just supposed to help with the ministry and um then it changed. <laughs> so I guess, um, but I knew God was moving in that area that that, that was going to happen so that we could move forward. Um, and another time, I guess, I think Lord, since I, I, let me just even put it in my job. My, I feel like Lord has been preparing me for a while for where I am now. And I don't know uh, how much further that, that that's going to go in a sense, but um, it's like little baby steps, um, just do the work, do your best, you know, that's all, and, and can't worry so much about, you don't have the education for the job, or all, any of those things, just do the best that you can, and people will just see, and see the worth of your work, and stuff like that, even though you don't have the background, 
And so that, that led me to where I am today. Uh, that's the only thing that I could think of. I, yeah. actually, Amen. I actually have one. I'm sorry. Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. Um, so uh, when, when we moved here, like where I'm in now, um, before, like, before we moved to Dallas, um, God told me that, like, God told me first that, like, um, we were going to get our, our own place around my birthday. And so then um, this was, I was like 12 years old and then it didn't happen. And then it didn't happen again, but every year, like every year or six months, we would always upgrade. And it was like, we were getting closer and closer. And I guess that's not like a full sample, but I feel like God was like preparing us for like, and like kind of like hinting, like you're almost there. And like every time it would get better. And of course, each time it had its problems, but it was better than last time. And so it was like a step, like how um, she said, like baby steps, like closer and closer. And then it's actually funny when we moved here, it was literally like right before my birthday. And so like, that's also kind of like, sometimes when God tells you things, like it's not right then and there, it's like maybe 10, two or whatever but like because he told me at 12 but it happened well not even 12 I was 10 actually I was 10 not 12 <laughs> but I was 10 and it happened when I was like I was turning 13 and so it just shows like like it takes steps it was a hard process because I lost doubt and I was like maybe I didn't hear God correctly but I did but yeah gotcha that's awesome. That's awesome. That's a perfect example of how God moves in our lives. A lot of times it is little by little. So we have to hold on to that prophecy that he gave us and just see it come to pass. And even though sometimes we do lose faith or have some doubt because it don't come the way we think it should come. But <laughs> yeah. that that's kind of what this chapter of 1 Samuel is telling us. It's reminding us that God is moving, God is still speaking, and that God is allowing us in the midst of our searching to have purpose. Amen. 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 So we're going to, uh, I'm going to let uh, Minister Kelly press out since he's had a lot of words today. And then we have about two minutes. So may God bless you all. If you have prayer requests, type them in the chat or you can uh, send me a text. Oh, gracious, then, and Father, Lord, I want to say thank you, Lord, for this wonderful lesson. And, Lord, thank you, Lord, for the many things that you continue to do for us, Father God. And, Lord, like Sister Vanessa prayed for earlier, Lord, we mindful of the community, Father God, and those families that lost their children, Father God. Lord, we just ask, God, that you give them comfort, God, in the midst of their loss. And we ask, God, that you show them purpose, God. And, and, and Lord, that you, that you comfort their hearts in the name of Jesus, we pray. And Father God, we also say a special prayer, Lord, for uh, the people in Ukraine, Father God, Lord, who are being bombed and losing their lives and, 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 and the Russians as well, Lord. We ask, Father God, Lord, that you intervene on that situation. God, we just give you all the praise and we give you all the honor. And Lord, thank you so much 
for being so good and so grateful for us, to us. And all these things we pray, and thank you for the listening today. And all these things we pray, in your blessed Son name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So uh, next week, we're going to be going over 1 Samuel uh, 10. So you guys try to get a chance to look it over, read it. We're still going to probably read it. But uh, then we'll talk about it. I'm sure God's going to give us something awesome in the word. And so are you determined to grow? Awesome. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. You guys have a blessed week. I'll see y'all on Friday. All right. Bye -bye. Amen. Thank you, Jason. Good. They appreciate it. Okay. Yeah.